Hi, no, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Seb. And I'm Molly. And normally we'd open the podcast with some ramble about how we met three years ago and we thought we were basically the same person united by a love of bad books and record stores and jumpers and cassette tapes and Lady Gaga and whatever else we can think of. But today we're doing something a bit different because it's our 10th episode special. Wow. 10 episodes. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> it's been a wild few months, my boys. So for this episode... I went round, I interviewed several people, took recordings for them, asking us questions. We're going to be playing those recordings for you on the show, and we're going to be talking about the topics they've given us. We've got a range of topics, we've got a couple of movies, we've got a couple of TV shows, we've got a musician. Um, it's going to be a good time. But before we get into it, in the interest of not sharing fake news, I would like to clarify something. In the last episode, I claimed that Chicken Little had red glasses. This is in fact not true. He has green glasses. And also to clarify, I do not fucking look like Chicken Little. I've had a rant yesterday at Seb because he said, I don't know why you hate Chicken Little so much. You pretty much look like the same person. And I would like to specify that I am not a short ass bug-eyed boy. No, but I don't know. You just got disgusting. You just got chicken little vibes. Crazy. Okay, let's um, get. Yeah, into I guess it. let's just jump straight in. My conscience is clear. I have done nothing illegal. I have my rights, and I intend to keep on biggering and biggering and turning more trees into thieves. And nothing is going to stop me. Why don't you like this? Hi, my name's Cara, and I'm just wondering what you think of the Lorax and how you think it represents deforestation. Had you seen the Lorax before this? Yes. So the main memory I have of the Lorax is the citizenship and personal development. We watched this. I'm pretty sure they did it to show us about deforestation. But I felt... That was really weird that that was the thing people had taken out of that. I mean, I guess if you look at it at a surface level, they're chopping the trees down. And, like, it's not like deforestation isn't an aspect of the movie. But it felt like that wasn't what the main aspect was trying to be. It was about capitalism. Yeah, I think... Which he's done before in Starbelly Sneetches. That also could be interpreted as about anti-Semitism, the Starbelly Sneetches. But it, the main overall thing is that he's trying to sell the stars on. I guess, yeah. I guess it is, like, an ongoing theme within his work. Sort of an anti-capitalist idea. I have kind of an uncomfortable relationship with um, Dr. Zeus movies. I guess as an illustrator, Dr. Zeus also being one of the most famous illustrators of all time. He allegedly never wanted any of his books to be made into movies. Um, and it was only after he died that his wife then or Ace's widow at this point, um, went and auctioned off the rights to make any of his books into movies. Um, so because of that, I don't know, I, it feels a bit uncomfortable to watch this knowing that this wasn't what he ever wanted. Having said that, what did you think of it, just as a movie, if we remove it from the context of it being an adaptation? I mean, I thought it was pretty good. Like, I don't know, the animation felt a bit weird to me. yeah. Like, the fishes looked weird. Yeah, the fish did look weird. And it felt weird watching something, knowing that this is someone's work, which then someone else has actually drawn for the movie. 
like it isn't necessarily Doctor Zeus's work in the movie. It's yeah, someone it's copying, like a, imitating. It's like him. a weird. It looks like Doctor Zeus's drawings, but it also looks more like um, Illumination Films style. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? But I thought the movie was good. Like I felt it was quite impactful. I cried. You know, I cry a lot of things, but. Usually, it has to be pretty good for me to cry. I really wanted to like this one, but I just didn't. But I think you, probably for you, it's more of a moral thing. I don't know, not even necessarily that. I thought that I didn't like the way it looked. I thought it looked too clean. I don't, I don't know, I think the story... So, obviously, as we said, it's its main core theme is about consumerism and capitalism and I guess deforestation but it's so overt in that like there's no subtlety to it at all it's so clear from the very offset any moment in the film that wasn't about that kind of just felt needless and like it was just filler the thing is I think it's hard because I don't think I've ever read the book of that. No. I don't think you have either, so we don't actually know... I feel like... I think I might have read the book at some point, or at least seen it. Yeah, but that's the thing. I feel like Cat in the Hat, I actually enjoyed that film. I actually thought Cat in the Hat was so good. But is that any basis in having read the book? Yeah, probably. But do you... you, Because The Cat in the Hat is, is a bizarre adaptation of the book. I thought it's. I don't know whether it's just because I like Mike Myers. I thought Cat in the Hat is actually hilarious. I don't know. I think the Cat in the Hat is one of those ones that's so bad that it's good. Oh, it just cracks me up when he's doing his little cooking show. And he's got... There's two of them. Oh, honestly, I literally start bawling at that bit. So fucking funny. Um, Yeah, I wanted to like this one. Because... I like the idea of kids' movies that be something beyond that, but it felt like it... I don't know, it felt like it was doing the extra bits out of obligation because people would call them out if they didn't, but it felt like it didn't necessarily care that much about the anti-capitalist message. It felt like, more than anything else, it just wanted to be a children's movie. And I think that was the main problem I had with it. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't agree with you there. Do you not think? No, I don't think it wanted to be a kids' movie. I think it was trying to teach kids something in a way that they would understand. Like I think they'd be un- they would be able to understand. Like oh, it really reminds me of something. Oh yeah, it reminds me of In Short Term Twelve. Which isn't a kids' movie. Which isn't a kids' movie, but she's written a kids' book. Oh yeah. And she's written it in a very, like, easy-to-understand thing. And it's about a shark and an octopus. And the shark wants to be a friend. And it keeps on taking one of the octopus's arms so it can munch it. But they're doing it just because they're friends and they think, oh, you know, it'll be fine because I've got all these other ones. Which I think is very similar to him thinking, oh, we can chop one tree down because there's so many left oh, we can drop another down because there's still going to be quite a few left. And I think that they've tried to explain it in a way that a kid would be able to understand. Because I remember watching it, and I remember watching it in secondary school. And I couldn't have been very old at this point. Well, secondary school, you were at least 11. But still. Yeah. 
for me to completely watch it and completely understand what they were trying to get out, I think... I mean, so to us, like, we blatantly saw it as it's not about deforestation, it's about capitalism. I didn't think... I, I yeah, think when think, I watched that, that as a kid, over, I didn't see that. Would that though. go over a kid's head? I think maybe. So, and I think that's probably why the main thing was that they were trying to put is deforestation. When I remember when I was watching it, it as a kid, I remember thinking, oh, it's so bad, they're getting rid of all the trees. Whereas now I'm thinking, it's really sneaky how they're doing this and then building up and building up and then made an empire and ruined everything around it. Yeah, I think, like, as as a metaphor for capitalism, I think it works really well. And I think the messaging in the movie, I like you know, I like the unless moment. Like, the message I liked and I thought was really good. Just the core movie itself, I just didn't. I didn't like the weird, cute, ugly bear things. didn't like the oh, fish. I didn't, I didn't like any of the animals. They I were weird as hell. I didn't the fish were quite funny. I didn't particularly like the casting of Ed Helms because he just played Andy Bernard from The Office. I think that, but I think if you hadn't seen The Office, and this was probably like what when he wasn't in The Office that this came out probably. Yeah, no. Twenty twelve, The Office was still running. Maybe, it was really hard to deassociate Ed Helms with not being literally that's the exact same character in The Office, like really hard. He was like wanting stuff but not wanting to hurt people. I just felt really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, Especially for a kid's movie. Because I feel like a lot of parents are going to be watching that with their kids and being like, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it worth adding a, a message about capitalism that's going to go over children's heads in something that so aesthetically and based in its humour is friendly. purely a children's movie? Like, I can't imagine that has much of an adult following in the way that, say, Where the Wild Things Are does. No, but I think even in things like Scooby-Doo and, like, other stuff, there's humour in there for adults. I guess, but it was few and far between in this one. But I think, rather than in this one being humour for adults, I think there was a message for adults. I suppose. Whereas other ones have, like, oh, you know, funny, ha-ha-ha, fart dick jokes but like like innuendos whereas I felt like this one had like a subtle undertone that as a kid I would not be able to guess that was about capitalism I don't think I even understood what capitalism was until I yeah. met you like when I was 17 18 whereas now watching it that's the only thing I really but I don't I feel like it is about deforestation but if you watch it as a movie about deforestation then you're missing something yeah you're missing probably two-thirds of the messaging because this is the thing it's about capitalism and hand in hand capitalism you're always going to get deforestation yeah you can't have deforestation without capitalism like it just doesn't work like the problem in it is capitalism the a symptom of it is deforestation like a cause and effect yeah the cause is capitalism the effect is deforestation I think it's almost ironic that it was made by Illumination Studios, the company that brought us The Minions, probably the most capitalist product in children's media that they exists. everything. Yeah, that you, any possible way they can wring money out of The Minions as a concept, they will. It, it seemed ironic that the same studio was making an anti-capitalist message. Would you say it's almost kind of controversial? 
to have I an anti-capitalist say, I would, message? I would say it's like very waterlogged. It's not. I don't think they fought it through. I think. Yeah. It's the whole plastic store situation. Big companies introducing plastic store straws to just get away from the fact that they're the ones who are. What you think they deliberately? They're doing it. It's like a sly. Oh, we made this. We're aware that deforestation is bad. Don't hate on us. And then we're all like, oh, that's so good. They've made this movie. And then we're kind of blind to the fact that minions are fucking the most capitalist thing in children's history. Yeah. Um, How would you rank it amongst other Dr. Zeus adaptations? Well, we know me. Cat in the Hat is an absolute legendary piece of material. Yeah. I love it. I love Mike Myers. I think it's so, so funny. It's a bizarre movie, but it has its merits, I um, suppose. I would say this is on level with Horton Hears a Who. I haven't seen Horton Hears a Who. I thought it was alright. What about The Grinch? The Grinch is up there as well. Yeah. I'd say, in terms of kids' movies, like, it's nice, like, it's good, it made me feel things, made me upset, gave me the emotions. I would say I'm more similar to a child than Seb is, I've got all the emotions at any given time. Yeah. Whereas, I think, I wouldn't call it a good movie if you took it out of the kid genre. Yeah. Whereas I feel like Grinch, I'd happily watch that as an adult and think that's actually a really good film. Even Cat in the Hat, I think, is pretty funny. Um. So, what would you give? What would you give the Lorax out of ten? Give it a seven. Yeah. So you enjoyed it and it was good. Yeah. On the WDYLT scale. I I would say that if someone told me that it wasn't well made, then I'd probably say that they were lying. Yeah. Um. I'm conflicted. Because the core ingredients of the movie I didn't like. I didn't particularly like the way it was written. I liked Danny DeVito's casting as Lorax. I think he did really well. But it was so cute, the Lorax. I didn't really care for much else in it, aside from the messaging. Can you like a movie just for the messaging if you don't like the movie itself? I think so. I think... Uh, I, I don't know if you can like it, or you can just... I guess you can appreciate aspects. I'd, I'd even out at a strong five. I think that's fair. Like, I don't mean it was the best movie ever. I wouldn't say it's great. I'd say it's pretty good, though. I think it's got a good message. It's different to another kid's movie. I mean, it's definitely not on the level of where the wild things are. Yeah, but nothing's on the level of where the wild things are. And where the wild things are hasn't... I would not say it was created solely to be a kid's film. Yeah, supposedly Spike Jones pitched it not as a children's film. And and it's pretty dark. And it was the studio, once the film had been made, said, we're going to market it as a children's movie. Yeah, I think it's hard. I think it's like, for me, it's like describing a Marvel film on the same level as Short Term 12. Like, it's not going to be on the same level. like it's a movie, it's competent at being a movie... And it's got his target audience in mind. It's got the people who are like, oh, don't throw plastic into the oceans. Which is a load of bull, if you ask me. Frankly, we say, more plastic in the ocean. I said this the other day at work. I said, I'm going to start dumping my plastic in the ocean to get rid of sea life. We want a sea life free zone, please, boys. Right, on to the next one. This episode is brought to you by This episode is brought to you by the Foundation. The Foundation for Buying Tom and 
decent pair of glasses. It's 2019 and there's no excuse for wearing slim glasses. They weren't cool in the 2000s and they're not, nothing has changed about that. We want to either get our friend Tom a more permanent source of vision, get him some laser surgery or some permanent eye contacts that stay in your eyes constantly. Failing that, we'll take him down Specsavers and get him a really cool round pair of glasses, with your help. We just don't want to see another almost 30-year-old man struggling with the middle-aged woman aesthetic of a librarian. See, the thing is, Tom's a fireman, and do you want to be saved by a fireman who's not rocking a cool pair of lenses? I certainly wouldn't. If I was in a burning building, the fireman came in and was wearing what Tom sometimes wears, I'd say, Tom, put me back. Step aside, Tom. Let the real <laughs> man come in. Send a real lens hero in. And now that he is a fireman, I'm not going to lie, a plastic glasses frame is not going to work. We need proper metal bad boys in that, in that one. It's not going to work, Tom. I'm sorry to break this to you, mate. Lightweight and aluminium is an option. Yes. Even if worse comes to the worst, you can have my serial killer glasses back. I just say to you, Tom, this is a shout out for you, mate. You've got to let us help you. But in all seriousness, we're proud of you. Good job for becoming a fireman. It's pretty good. And we've uh, contemplated leaving our oven on at night so you can come and save us. <laughs> Are you going to jump straight into yeah. one of them? Anyway, on to the next segment. Hello, friends. This is Heather. As a fan of popular Japanese culture, I would like to know your opinion on Attack on Titan. Do you guys like it personally? Why do you think it's as popular as it is? Thank you very much. So you watched the first episode of Attack on Titan. The English dub was available on YouTube. Um, you said you'd seen the show before. Yeah, I remember when I was... I don't know how old I would have been a teenager when Death Note and Attack on Titan first started getting some traction. Yeah. And I remember I watched a lot of Death Note. I even had the books... And then people were like, oh, well, Attack on Titan's just as good as Death Note. I was like, ah, Reishi one, it probably isn't. And then I watched it and I thought, yeah, this definitely isn't as good as Death Note. Did you ever have a full-on anime phase? Um, I I wasn't majorly into anime. I, I had friends that were into it and I always thought, like, the cutesy kind of anime was a bit boring. Um... There's just something about it that's just off to me. Yeah. I never necessarily... I mean, same, I kind of just... I dabbled a bit. Like, Death Note, I enjoyed. I think I could probably go back to it and still get something from it. Yeah. As I recall, it was a good storyline. Um, Dragon Ball Z is always going to have a soft spot in my heart because I grew up on that. I've read the comics. I'd watch the cartoons occasionally whenever I could find Toonami on the channels. I think Dragon Ball Z also is... It's kind of beyond just an anime at this point. It's just a cultural phenomenon on the level of like The Simpsons or Pokemon. Yeah, I think the thing for me is I never really watched Pokemon as a kid. I had the Pokemon cards and I collected them. 
today I had six one thousand six hundred and forty nine Pokemon cards and I did count them. But anyway, it was just something that kind of I think maybe it was a bit too old for me. Maybe. I mean, you know, catch me on a Sunday morning, sat on the sofa watching Sky One, Pokemon followed by Yu Gi Oh. That was how I'd like to start my Sunday. Yeah, whereas, you know, I was more BBC, let's watch some horrible histories, gruesome tales for grizzly kids, Raven, 50-50, Hole in the Wall, that was my jam. So out of all the animes and mangas that exist, why do you think that Attack on Titan has sort of risen to the top to be sort of relevant in, I guess, something that people that don't watch anime would even be aware of, I suppose? I don't know, I think... I think this is what's true for most anime. It resonates with the people who are really into emo music. Do you think? I'd say you would see very thin... You Not very thin. You'd see big... You, They're pretty much the same. People who like, like hardcore music, rock music and stuff are going to be the same people. They're nerds. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, but why... Has Attack on Titan reached a point where people are aware of it, even if even without having watched it? Like neither of us watch anime, but we both you know, have heard of it. And I'm sure there are people who don't watch that. I could say Attack on Titan, they'd say, "Yeah, I've heard of that." One second. Fan. I, it's weird. I reckon the HMVs had help in this resurgence. HMV. Why HMV? What the the chain? The chain. The chain HMV. Because I remember when I was that age, and I was angsty teenager. I'd go to HMV. I'd buy a few shirts. I'd buy free posters for ten pounds. And you bet I probably bought Attack on Titan poster without even knowing what it was. What I'm saying is, it was so heavily marketed there. Same with Game of Thrones. Both of those were so heavily marketed in HMV. You couldn't go in there without knowing what they were, straight away. Yeah. I think... Why that one in particular, though? Do you think there's a reason, or it just happens to be I don't know. Even like, even, like, Blue Banana, which is our version of, like, almost, like, Hot Topic. Yeah. There's T-shirts with it in, on. There's so much shit about it. Like, even the crest that they have on the back of their hoodie. Like their yeah, I've seen that things. on backpacks. I've, I've seen, seen people have tattoos of that. Yeah, I've seen it on backpacks specifically. Everywhere. I mean, I mean, in Penzance, with a population of 20,000 people, I've seen a lot of people with that on their bags, or patches of it, or t-shirts, or hoodies. But I reckon, I rec- I would go as far to say that a lot of people who wear those patches don't actually know what it's from. Do you reckon? Because I 100% probably had a pin of that, and I did not watch it. Maybe. Um, what did you think of it when we watched an episode? Um... Okay, so when I first watched it, I watched quite a bit of it. I watched, like... How old were you at the time? Probably out 15, 16. Okay. I had watched, like, a fair chunk. Yeah. I'm talking, like, 10, 15 episodes. All right, because I'd never seen it. I'd read 
I think someone had lent me the first manga book. Yeah. But I'd never seen an episode of the show. And when I was watching it, it I actually struggled to force myself to watch more of it. I thought it was so boring. What, today or at the time? At the time. And watching it back today, I totally agree with myself. Do you reckon? Back in the day. I could not focus. I just thought it was so boring. I didn't care about the characters. It was just... There was just something really off about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it had a good sense of atmosphere at some points. I think the intro, there was a dog barking and it was silent. There were birds flying. And then you see a little hand sneak over the wall. And to be fair, those birds thing, Maurice actually thought they were real birds and was like, what the fuck? Birds are in the house? Um, I think, I don't know, it was able to capture a moment of atmosphere and, like, a sense of dread for a second that was quite good. But any time the Titans weren't on screen, it was really boring. And they looked stupid. They just looked yeah, like naked look babies. Just giant things with teeth. With loads of teeth. Like, like I'm talking nurse shark amount of teeth. Yeah, it was weird. It was just hard to... It felt like I was watching two different animes. Like, some of the characters looked... I'm not going to be racist, but they looked Asian. Whereas yeah. some of them just looked like... Just didn't look Asian. They looked like they were from... Po- Do you know what I mean? It, there was a really weird style. Yeah, I know. Some looked some almost them, hand-drawn. Some looked... Some looked just like normal background cartoon characters and some looked like anime main character characters. It was just really weird. It felt a bit convoluted and I just couldn't really understand it. I don't know. The moments when there was Titans on screen and there was like action and they're sinister, I was enjoying it a bit. And if the show was just that, then I mean, I wouldn't. I think it'd get boring though. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Do you think popularity should be um, a meritocracy? Do you think that popularity should be a meritocracy? Do you think things should have to earn being popular by also being good? I think it's hard for something to be popular and not good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like. I mean, I guess... We're... But then, to be fair, neither of us like Marvel movies, and they're so popular, and I could not tell... I could not lie to you and say Marvel movies are good. It would actually hurt my soul. I'd think I'd go to hell straight away for lying that big. I guess, I mean, I guess neither of us know enough about anime to say whether it's good in the context of anime. Why do you think anime, in general, is still, continues to be popular in this country? I'm not going to lie, I find it really weird. Yeah? I find it weird the way anime's popular. What I find even weirder is the way K-pop is popular. Yeah, I think that's a fad. That is the weirdest thing ever. But I just 
don't understand why people would be watching anime rather than British or American cartoons. Just nothing there. I guess the thing is there aren't there isn't a, like an English language equivalent, really. I mean, there's The Simpsons. Yu-Gi-Oh. That's still still an anime. Yeah, it's weird though. Like I'd say the closest equivalent is something like BoJack Horseman, which is a an animated show that's very clearly for adults. I I just couldn't watch it. I don't mean I could watch more than an episode of it. It's just painful. Just think about it, it just makes me switch off. And I understand it's well drawn and it's probably well thought through and it's probably an interesting concept. But it's not even like I enjoy adult cartoons. Yeah. Like Bojack Horseman, American Dad, The Simpsons, The, Simpsons, the other one with the guy with the pasty shaped head. The pasty guy, the little baby, Dewey or something. Oh, family guy. Is this Dewey? Stewie. Stewie, the one with the pasty shaped head. It's just not interesting. And they're just shit, and the humour is rubbish. And it's not just a problem with these, like, Asian cartoons that are meant for adults. It's a problem with all cartoons that are meant for adults. They're shit. South Park's rubbish. Family Guy's rubbish. American Dad is awful. What are some other ones? Bojack Horseman's probably shit. I mean, the only ones I like really are The Simpsons. And And Simpsons is rubbish. I like The Simpsons, Bojack Horseman, Futurama's alright. Futurama's what, literally, what is wrong with the world. Literally, Futurama is the plague. Um, I think, I think the problem is there's not enough serious attempts at um, adult animation that's serious and not comedic i guess in sort of english-speaking culture and maybe there is a demographic that's looking for that and that's why they turn to anime but the only examples i can think of really would be um the movie called waltz with bashir the what waltz with bashir i've never um, heard of that where they interviewed a bunch of uh soldiers i can't remember what war it's from um and then the whole thing is animated and another movie called Waking Life, um, directed by oh, Richard yeah, Linklater, uh, which I like a lot. It's sort of rotoscope, but that's sort of more experimental animation. I don't know. Uh, what would you give Attack on Titan out of 10? Probably a 5. A 5? I think I'd give it a 5 as well. They're just... It wasn't gritty enough. I felt like it didn't know who it was. Yeah. I feel like it was being shocking for shock value rather than shocking for context. But I don't know if that's just because we haven't seen more of it. Maybe. But even when I watched it back back in the day, I didn't think it was that good. And I mean, Death Note's probably not that great, but Death Note still got me invested. This just didn't get me invested at all. So currently you're putting Lorax first, then Attack on Titan second. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the same. Okay. Next one. Why don't you like this? Hi, I'm Luca, and my question for you guys is, what do you think of Ed Sheeran? Um, I think he's amazing, and I will stand by that for the rest of my life. But, I mean, he's, like, so popular. How, 
how do you think that he's gotten so popular in the short amount of time that he's been like on the scene like it hasn't been very long and he's a no, superstar so yeah that's my question um, so I actually don't know. What do you think of Ed Sheeran? Well, interesting. You'll find out what I think about Ed Sheeran after this sponsor from someone, a non-paying sponsorship that is Cupcakes by Luca. So do you ever go... Maurice. <laughs> do you ever go on Pinterest and look at those really fancy cakes? You think to yourself, oh, I could do that. Anyone could do that. You have a go and you realise you can't do that. It, it's tricky. For example, I was having a go at making one of those drip cakes for my mum's 21st birthday. And let's just say it looks like it had been near the Chernobyl reactor. So if you want it done right... I, I was going to try and make a phone, but I can't. If you want it done right, get it done by... The best in the business, Luca's Kitchen, Cupcakes by Luca. Um, this is a formal invite to Luca that she will be doing our wedding cake. She doesn't have any choice in the matter. No, we might not pay her. We've given her a free advert, so what more does she want? Uh, yeah, we might just, you know... Demand it. We might just let her, let her live in our house for rent-free for a month to, you know, to, as a payment. Seems fair. But Luca would like to know what we think about Ed Sheeran. And my opinion of Ed Sheeran is, I'm not going to lie, I don't really like ginger people. I mean, I like ginger, I like, I like female ginger people. Just not red-headed men. Not really. And Ed Sheeran is no exception to that. Although he seems like a cool guy, I can't help but think, why was he made ginger? It's very true. There's just something weird about ginger hair on men. But what do you think of Ed Sheeran's music? It's alright. Yeah? Do you think he deserves to be as popular as he is? I think it's hard because he's not a bad person. No. Also, his music is really uninteresting. I mean, the Luca gave us the three examples listed to one of it, which was, was it called Nancy Mulligan. Oh my god, the wor- one of the worst songs I've ever that heard. That was objectively really bad. And it's about his his the relationship between his grandma and granddad, which I think is actually one of the tackiest things I've ever heard. Exemplified by the fact that the top comment on the video was. He made a, a mm. he made a song about his grandparents' relationship. That's how, nice. How lovely! It was just you. I think specifically. If he's gonna eat, I'm gonna eat. No, I'm good. I think specifically that song. There was just that was uh, that was the peak of how bad it could get. What are there any Ed Sheeran songs you like specifically? I like the one with Justin Bieber. I don't care. I thought you were going to say <laughs> I don't care about that one. Um, that I I've gone from disliking it to being indifferent about it. It's I don't, pretty catchy. It's catchy. It's kind of a nothing song when it comes on the radio. I feel nothing about it. 
Like, I think the thing for me, Ed Sheeran seems like a much nicer guy than Justin Bieber. Yeah. But at this point in his career as a 30-year-old... I don't think he's making interesting music. Is he, you know, what is he really going to parties he doesn't want to be at and feeling awkward because when he's the most famous one in the room? Like, I doubt there's many parties he goes to where he's not the most famous person in the room. Mate, the only party he'd be going to where he's not the most famous person in the room is mine, mine, yours, and Maurice's party. True. Because catch Maurice not knowing who the hell this man is. Um, so here's something I think about Ed Sheeran. He, he's entirely marketed on seeming like a nice lad. It's the same with Lewis Capaldi. Yeah. Part, I, the difference is, I think, Lewis Capaldi, his music's actually not good. Like, I'd go as far to say, I downloaded the album and I actually couldn't listen to it. I actually felt like I was going to crash my car trying to change it into something else. Because it was so bad that I actually couldn't drive with it on. I mean, I wouldn't say that Ed Sheeran's not a talented songwriter. He can write a fine pop song. He can write pretty good pop songs. He writes for most people, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, a lot of yeah. He write, he's written songs for a lot of other people as well. He's written for One Direction, for example. Who are absolute bangers. Um, but I don't think it should be enough to write okay songs, and be a nice guy. I think I'm I'm tired of seeing the marketing of a nice person. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's not like... Like, I don't know. I guess, for example, David Bowie, which is quite a hard example because people really do like his music. But I don't think he was necessarily a good guy. No. Neither Bob Dylan necessarily. He... You know, refused to go pick up his um, his Nobel Prize. Or like John Lennon being a not very nice man, but his music being... Being a woman beater. Cr- like, well respected. But it's weird because Ed Sheeran, he seems like a nice guy. His music's fine. But I just don't see why, out of all the music, that would be what you would listen to when you're on your own I guess um, so we talked about it already a bit in the Attack on Titan segment um, do you think what should something do to deserve to be at the top can something deserve to be at the top or is it random um, I think does it have to have quality to it to, to, no, to I be don't, allowed I to I don't think it does I think it's just the luck of the draw if something's released at a certain period, there's a chance... Do you know what I mean? I think it's all down to, like, just luck. Yeah. I don't think... You think Ed Sheeran was just in the right place at the right time? I think he's in the right place at the right time, probably knew the right connections. He was... Writes passable songs. Writes passable songs. And I think because this first one was such a big... It was quite a controversial thing, having a prostitute in the music video. Was I, 18 the first song that he released? Or um, I don't know, but I mean, Lucas told me that that was the one that really put him on the map. And I, I think, think that's probably p- the first one I heard. It's like, I remember listening to that in like in secondary school music class and like learning that song. 
So it must, I don't know, it's weird. I mean, it's, just, it's not a bad song, it's just not it's pretty good. anything special. I don't know, it's got something there. I'd say that one's got something. Which sound, because Ed Sheeran works in a couple different sounds, what are the sounds of Ed Sheeran do you prefer? Do you prefer sort of just a boy with a guitar? Do you prefer a white guy rapper? Do you prefer, I'm going to sort of make one for the boys, that's all, you know, have a beer and rock and roll okay the kind of ed sheeran song i prefer is the kind where it's not just ed sheeran so i i don't have to just listen to his whiny voice for the whole length of song i mean on i don't care justin bieber and ed sheeran sound the same they sound the same but the fact no no they don't you could swap justin bieber's got a specific sounding voice i don't know if you didn't tell me that justin bieber was on that song i would not question it and think there's a second person on there. I don't know. I think Ed Sheeran. I think Ed Sheeran, there's something about him that actually kind of just grates on me. Yeah. He reminds me of the Reddit guys, the nice guys. Yeah. Where they're acting as if everyone's really hard done by, by him. He's so much better than the other guys, but... But he just never he just never gets the girl because he's just a nice guy rather than a, oh, I'm so a bad much boy. Nicer than the other pop stars. Why yeah. can't I get the number one? Yeah, I'm just a nice guy with a guitar. I want to respect women and not rape them. I want to respect music, not. <laughs> I use gender neutral pronouns, and I don't use any racial slurs. Please write me into office. Um. So, of the three sounds, how would you rank them? White boy rapper. Boy who's just picked up a guitar for the first time and let's make a big, I guess, let's make a I big party know. pop song. And what also, which boys one is the party a rock pop song. song? Okay, so let's say A Team is Boys Picked Up a Little Guitar. Yeah. Um, you Need Me, I Don't Need You is White Rapper Boy. Yeah. Um, let's say, sort of, Castle on the Hill would be oh, let's, make a, let's Make a Rock Song for the Boys. And I'd say something like, I'd say things like Perfect and also Shape You are just sort of standard pop sound. Um, I've instantly forgot what you were saying. I'm just going to say the Justin Bieber one was the one that I could listen to. Yeah. The other ones, A-Team wasn't unpleasant for me to listen to. That Nancy Spragan or whatever it was called. What is it? Oh, it was awful. That was literally one of the worst songs I've ever heard. You said you quite liked um, You Need Me, I Don't Need You. Yeah. It wasn't I like this song. It was it, in the video. It's got a guy signing the yeah, whole Yeah, it's time, a cool video. Which I was just like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. The song's okay. I mean, it's better than a lot of the Ed Sheeran songs I've heard. Yeah. Shape of You... Has to be up there with one of the worst songs yeah, that he's it done. Was terrible. It's absolutely so cringeworthy. What about thinking out loud? Thinking out loud's really cringeworthy, and that also that is it. Castle on the Hill, the one where he's talking. The one that was in the third the one that trailer. He's, the one where he's talking about the the Irish girl that he wants. No, that's Galway girl. Oh, Galway girl, that is the worst. That Castle is on, one of the worst. Castle on the Hill is the one where he's talking about. Him and the lads when he was like a teenager going out. I'm on my way. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> By the way, me and Seb worked in a cinema, and I'm no joking. For about three months straight, that 
fucking Ferdinand song with I'm on my way. Yeah, and then playing the What am I? A ball in a china shop. Uh, I don't like this weird Irish aesthetic that he's kind of picked up. Yeah. Is this just because he's ginger? Or... I, I guess maybe he's got some Irish heritage. Probably. I literally could not imagine a worse heritage to have. Um, than does, leprechauns. Does Ed Sheeran deserve to be at the top? No. Who? It, can someone deserve to be at the top? Or no. is it random? Um, well, if we're talking straight here, the person that deserves to be at the top is Kanye. Which and Kanye is at the top. He really. is at the top but In anyway. terms of pop stars. And then, then we're talking about... I mean, we're talking about Noah Cyrus for that one song. Talking about Lady Gaga, which she is at the top anyway. Talking about Miley Cyrus, who she's she was at the top, but now she's letting people be her. We're talking about this new person that we both enjoy. Orville Peck. Orville Peck. He deserves to be at the top. He's pretty sly. Oh my god, he's got he's got crazy look in his eyes. Um, what are you giving Ed Sheeran out of ten? A six. A six. I'd say a middle of the road six. His personality is not enough for me to like his music. Um. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I can see that. It's just hard, isn't it? I can see that he has ability. I don't think he's. I don't think having him at the top is a negative thing because, at the very least, he's a good role model. I suppose. Um, I think, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go maybe strong five to a light six. Yeah, I was going to say um, middle six. So how are you ranking now Attack on Titan, the Lorax and Ed Sheeran? So Lorax, Ed Sheeran, Attack on Titan. And I would like to kind of put something in here so it doesn't sound like we're just hating on Ed Sheeran. Go on. I would say what Ed Sheeran is doing... Is probably considerably considerably better than what someone like Bruno Mars is doing. I don't know though. Because we think Bruno Mars is flying stuff, but I don't think his music is that interesting. No, I suppose. And I think Ed Sheeran. I'm not gonna hate on him for like trying to change his sound up, trying to move with the times. He clearly is a good songwriter. If everyone wants him to write for him, and he clearly knows how to make songs that pop top forty audience likes. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with liking Ed Sheeran. I just think there's nothing wrong with liking any of the things that we've talked about. It's just it's not my cup of tea, and I don't think some of the music I listen to, like for instance, if you guys want to go and listen to something that I think is legit. Go listen to Told Slan and you'll think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be believing what this girl says. Yeah. Like, we all have things that we don't don't enjoy. Yeah, I and mean... And sh- we shouldn't take that away from people who enjoy Ed Sheeran and think it's really meaningful, because it probably is. I mean, yeah, you know, go put on a Death Grips album. Yeah, well, I'll don't get... go on, put a Death Grips album. I mean, I'll, re- I'll, I'll protect me you Me and a that. lot of people will get something out of that, but a lot of people... It will be actively unpleasant, whereas I and I suppose actively unpleasant for a lot of people is worse than actively uninteresting. Yeah, it's just I think me and Seb enjoy stuff that there's more. It's got more to it than just being a good yeah. song. It's got to have some depth to it. Like Tolstoy, it's just really 
it's quite impactful. It's hard to listen to, but it's impactful. Whereas Ed Sheeran, like, Shape of You, I don't think that is very impactful. No, it's just about but Ed, it's just, it's just, it's just a nice song. Yeah. I don't like it, but, like, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, so I'm going to rank them so far. Um, the Lorax, Attack on Titan, Ed Sheeran. I think I'm putting him below Attack on Titan. Crazy, crazy how nature do that. Right, next one. <laughs> well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name, don't wear it out. Why don't you like this? Hi, it's Stevie, your friend from work. I want to know what your opinions are on the film Grease. Personally, I don't like it that much. It's a controversial opinion, but I think it has a horrible moral, which says that you have to be a different person to be accepted. What do you think? So here's a list of things that Molly thinks John Travolta looks like. The Squidward meme where he's got a really chiselled face. Pre-surgery, Caitlyn Jenner when she was referred to as Bruce Jenner. When you first said that while we were watching it, I thought you were saying it to be controversial, but upon showing me a picture, it is actually quite spot on. <laughs> um, an ice cream cone, or I guess the 90 degree angle of which his face is. Yeah. Ice cream cone, I was kind of assuming because his face, it's so chiselled, but then it does go into quite a bulbous head. Or actually, a good comparison... Megamind, because I'm pretty sure Megamind has got like that chiselled yeah. chin. He also looks like the monkey in, I think it's in Conjuring, the one, and also in Doctor Who episode The Empty Child. And Toy Story. And Toy Story, the one that is banging the disc, disc together. The classic old timey toy. But he's just got such a chiselled jawline that. A ventriloquist dummy, I think you yeah, said. Yeah, well. a ventriloquist dummy. I said a ventriloquist dummy of a middle-aged mum with Botox, which I think does sum yeah, up. Yeah, it's he looks, entirely fair. I don't know. He just looks like Dolly Parton almost with the amount of Botox that he's clearly had. But not at 23 he hasn't had Botox. But what's wrong with his face then? He's just got a funny it face. It looks like rubber, doesn't it? It does look like rubber. It actually looks like rubber. It looks like a mannequin in a store if the store mannequin was like... Really well defined. You really didn't like Grease. I really did not enjoy this film. What was it about it that you didn't like, aside from John Travolta's rubber face? I just didn't enjoy any of it. No. The casting I thought was awful. The pink ladies were just very unlikable characters. So were the people in the black jackets, what the men in black, or whatever they were called. Those boys. I don't know what his boys were uh, called. Scor- no, not the Scorpions. They were the survival gang. I don't know what they were called. Just the black boys. The black jackets. <laughs> not literally black boys. The boys in the black jackets. Yeah. The men in black. <laughs> John Travolta, there's always something that I hate about him. Pulp Fiction was shit. This was shit. And the only thing those two films have in common is the fact that he stars in both of them, which can only make me think that he is shit actor. There's just something really off about him. The relationship I just didn't enjoy. Sandy I didn't even like. Did you think you were going to like it before we watched it? I thought, you know, High School Musical, Hairspray, these are just some of the ones that I thought were pretty good. High School Musical, there's no doubt that is just legendary material. So you kind of but were even expecting Hairspray it to was be right. 
like High School Musical, but twenty five years earlier, kind of. Kind of. I thought it'd be. I thought it'd be bad, but I thought it'd be like so bad it's good. Like I thought it'd be so like cliche that it'd be actually alright. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about it. It was so cliche and a bit silly that I had quite a good time watching it. Yeah, there was just something about it. Just it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I think the main thing with a film like that is it's so hard for me to be able to feel emotion for the characters if they're unlikable. Like, I'm not going to want them to get together if they're both unpleasant people. I suppose. I mean, obviously Danny in particular is an actively very unpleasant person. I found found it was, um, what was her name? Sandy? No, Zizi. Rizzo? Rizzo. Not Zizi. Rizzo, who we looked up and is actually 31 years old playing an 18-year-old. But she was just such an unpleasant person. She was a bitch. And, like, there was nothing about her that was nice. And I felt... I do agree with Stevie now, the more I think about it. When, When I was watching it, I didn't see what Stevie was saying where they were saying that... That it's a horrible message. It's a horrible message saying you shouldn't. Yeah, I didn't see that, and now I'm thinking back on it. Like I do agree with what they said. Like it makes sense. It just makes sense. I didn't think that. I thought they meant that it was Danny's character that was changing because he was changing how he was to his friends and her. But actually, yeah, it was Sandy, and you you said that to me, and I didn't even it didn't even twig. But they're trying to change Sandy from this innocent girl to this pretty much hoe. Yeah, I mean... It's weird. I do agree with you. It's a bad message. Even beyond that, just Danny Zuko is an awful character. He's like every example of toxic masculinity rolled into a leather jacket. He's a weedy man as well. Do you reckon he seemed fairly buff? But that jawline does not connote to me a buff man. That jawline can... Literally cut butter. But despite acknowledging that it was a terrible messaging in this movie, I just had a good time watching it and I can't help that. Yeah. What did you think what did you think of the songs? Nah, the songs were Tell me more, tell me more. Even the songs I was literally like waiting for it to end. I actually felt like my ears were bleeding. It was that painful for me. I don't know. I think it was just the silliness of, like, when they were marching around and there was one guy in particular I noted that was bunny hopping backwards and waving his hands. It was just bizarre and silly, but kind of a good time. Which is weird because out of both of us, I thought I would enjoy it and you would be literally hating your life. Yeah, it's weird. Seeing as you say you don't like musicals at all. What do you think about the idea of, can you like a, mu- a movie even if the messaging is bad? I think you can still like it. And I'd say an example that I thought of is The Breakfast Club. The fact that oh, yeah. she ends up with Bender, yeah, who's who's been mean to her the whole movie. Kind of, I guess, reinforcing the idea of, oh, if boys are making fun of you, that means they like you. And it kind of, I guess, that can easily lead into a, a system of, well, he's beating you that means he likes you yeah it's a very weird like domestic kind of abuse and yet i really enjoy the breakfast club and so do a lot of people Mm, i didn't really enjoy the bread i think the breakfast club it's just shit it's just it's just a boring film people were making out as if it's this great john hughes film where is the respect we get for say anything because say anything is a good film 
that a Johnny Hughes film as well? Yes. This is a good film, and it's not just because it's got John Cusack in it. What about Pretty in Pink? Pretty in Pink is also a good film. Which, that's a bit weird, though, because she ends up with the guy who's yeah. ashamed to show her. Yeah, it's more bad. It's like... Change. But you still enjoy it as a movie. Yeah. But it's weird, because, I know, Pretty in Pink's the one that's got really bad, like... That Chinese boy who they're like being really racist to. I think I've only seen it once. He's called like Ficon Duck or something. So bad. So I'd say if you take it to the realm of music, say for example someone's an awful, awful person. Let's say we're taking XXX Tantacion. Yeah, a man who beat women to within an inch of their life, would do awful things. Is it okay to enjoy that person's music? I, I personally think... You should be able to take someone away from... Remove them from the context. Because I'm not going to lie, although Michael Jackson is an awful person, doesn't mean I'm not going to listen to Jackson 5 and think some of those songs are absolutely But would you go out of your way to listen to it now? No, but I wouldn't be disgusted if I heard it on the radio. And, like, one thing that happened... In my kind of circles of music was when Connor Oberst from Bright Eyes got accused of being, I guess, a rapist. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, you all, I only know about these allegations. Like a, through he, you. a woman said that he had sexually assaulted her, or there yeah. was something like that, and then. But ultimately, it came out that it wasn't true. It wasn't true, but even when I knew that it could be a thing that he'd done, I still decided that I was going to listen to him. I mean, what if we take it to, like, say, for example, have you ever heard of a musician called Burzum? No. I think I might be getting this confused with someone else, but I'm fairly sure Burzum, he's a guy who makes black metal music who's actively gone around and burnt churches. Churches? Yeah, he's set fire to churches. Why? To be anti-religious. It's a bit stupid. I think that's different, though. Is I don't it, know, though. Shit, but... Is that's it still okay destroying. to enjoy that person's music when they've burnt churches with people inside them? With people inside them? I, I think. I might be wrong in that, but I I have a feeling that... I don't know, that's pretty bad. But then, who am I to say that... It's like Charles Manson, isn't it? He did bad stuff, but it doesn't mean his music probably still isn't a banger. Hi, Seb here with an editor's note to clear up some misinformation. I said earlier that Burzum set fire to churches with people inside them. This was incorrect. However, from 1994 to 2009, he was incarcerated for the murder of Mayhem guitarist Euronymous and the arson of three churches. What about a it's song still like... still person, I guess. What about a song like Blurred Lines? That one's just weird, though. I like that the messaging in the song is terrible. Do you know what me and Seb always say? It was really weird that Robin Thicke got all the backlash and then Pharrell Williams was able to weasel his way out of that. Yeah, when he... Was still in that. Also, allegedly, I've heard that Robin Thicke pretty much didn't write any of the song because he was just so coped out of his head. The majority of the song was written by T.I. and Pharrell Williams. I don't know. Pharrell Williams is just a rat. He's got some rat-like But he's well-respected. Doesn't matter, he's still like a rat, like a worm. Um, but say, for example, would you say it's okay for someone to enjoy blurred lines, even knowing the fact that like, it openly That's promotes what... sexual harassment? 
I guess you can enjoy. People can enjoy what they want to. I'm not the police on what people can enjoy. I suppose, yeah. Like so, say it's like people saying, "Well, Hitler made art. Can you enjoy Hitler's artwork?" Well, I guess if you're able to differentiate that between the person, the bad person that he was, yeah, I guess you can. Like, I'm not going to say his artwork isn't good just because he killed millions and millions of Jews. Say, for example, let's say Tulslamp puts out a song with messaging that's akin to what's in Blurred Lines, but with, you know, the sound of a Tulslamp song. Would it deter you? I think it would make me think twice. Yeah. But I think if someone did enjoy a Told Slant song like that, it's not my place to tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. But also, Told Slant's a bit of a weird one, because I don't feel like that would be... No, I mean, I was using an example (laughs) that wouldn't necessarily happen, but... Seeing as Told Slant is a very, um... I don't know. Then, who was it? Was it Frankie Cosmos that was accused of... Or was it Florist or someone... I don't, I don't know. There was someone. Ah, in that yeah, it was Gabby was accusing someone of yeah being forceful or something. Or was it Gabby was accused of being forceful? I don't know. There was some. There's some of weird in, drama in the epoch, in the bedroom pop community, which I think it's all being refuted now. Was there anything at all about Greece that you enjoyed? No, I literally. I would actually rather set fire to a small patch of land and watch it burn. What are some films that you enjoyed more? you dislike literally grown-ups one and two paul blart mall cop would you paul blart mall cop there's no question that is one of the greatest films of our generation i'm talking i hadn't even seen the spongebob movie but i would say that is definitely the better than greece pretty good. i would say that's definitely better than greece i would i would go as far to say as captain marvel is better than greece and we know how much i am against watching captain marvel Due to the fact that where was Brie Larson's respect when she did Short Term 12? As soon as she gets confirmed for Captain Marvel, oh yeah, we all love Brie Larson. Bullshit, you love Brie Larson. It was me, and it was only me down here. I was giving praise to Brie Larson, I was giving praise to John Gallagher Jr., and you bet I was giving praise to Lakeith Stanfield, and no one, no one goes, oh, da da da. These were before they were in any fucking Marvel movies. Um, so what are you giving Grease out of ten? Absolutely ridiculous. I would not even rate it on that scale. Uh, we said Ganfield Experiment was a one. And we've just found our zero, ladies and gentlemen. Grease is the worst film I've ever seen. I would literally rather set fire to my fingernails than actually watch this film again. So that's now at the bottom of your rating. Then. That's the bottom of my rating. So to recap, you're currently the Lorax, Ed Sheeran, Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan and then and very then far behind Greece. Greece. I'd give it like a light seven. Oh my fucking god, that's <laughs> going to be at the top of your list. I, yeah, I had a good time watching it. I'd say better than the Lorax. Yeah, because we didn't even finish watching Greece, and I I'm quite glad. Yeah, I it kept on buffering. Whereas the Lorax. I didn't like the core elements of it. I only liked the message. This is kind of the inverse. I liked it as a movie. I just dis- disliked the message. But the message is only one part of what makes a movie. So yeah, to me, maybe a seven's a bit high. I'd go a, 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 a strong six. So I'm currently sitting at Greece, then the Lorax, then Attack on Titan, then Ed Sheeran. Catch me and Stevie being on the right page about this.
Finally, someone who understands me. Right, next one. When will he be as he was? When the sun rises in the west, sets in the east. When the seas go dry, when the mountains blow in the wind. Why don't you like this? Hi, I'm Safi, and I want to know what you think about Game of Thrones and does it deserve all the hype it has? This mm. is a shout out to our also free sponsor who has actually not in person sponsored our podcast. This is a fake advert just for you guys. Are you tired of reading the same two books over and over again? I know that personally I only read Sex, Drugs and Cocoa Puffs by Chuck Klosterman and The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle. And I know that I only read It's Kind of a Funny Story and occasionally Where the World Things Are. Well, we've got the solution for you. Want to hear about the latest books? Want to hear about... Books from the past? Wanna hear about books? Wanna have to jack your volume way up and put <laughs> headphones in? Then check out The Rambling Bookshelf on YouTube. This is the project of two of my bestest friends, Laura and Saffron. We respect, admire... And also detest these two. These are our mortal enemies. There's only room in this town for one culture critic duo. And I think we know who's more dynamic. Probably not us, because I can't move very fast. But we wanted to give our fake sponsors a shout out, because we don't really review books very much. I don't read. I'm a bit thick. Seb reads really boring old men reviews of everything of life, the universe. He's not very educated. He's just reading left-wing men saying, ah, eat Cocoa Pops, do drugs, and whack off. That's not what that book is. Anyway, (laughs) these girls actually know about books. They don't know that much about books because they do think Harry Potter is good. They do think Harry Potter's a book. And they also do think that Harry Potter is probably handsome, which these are all fake news. But we just want to give them a shout out because it's nice to see someone doing something they love or something they mildly enjoy. I'm not going to put them in a book. Or something to pass the time. Something to pass the time. I mean, you thought it was only nerds that read... But the true nerds are the ones that watch the videos about books that they haven't read. True nerds, rise up. Now is your time. So that's one for you. Although if you are listening, guys, please fix the audio on your videos. I have to put in headphones and turn the volume up to 100 to hear it. Um, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. And I thought I was going to have to break that streak. But I still haven't because <laughs> I couldn't find anywhere on the internet to watch it illegally. We did actually watch Grease illegally on the internet. If any policemen are listening, tune out now because what you're about to hear is very sensitive information. I, t- I typed in, watch Grease online for free. <laughs> Scrolled down to the second page of Google. Clicked on a link that had about five pop-ups. But we watched half of it for free. So who's really beating the system? 
But Game of Thrones, I guess there's more demand to watch it for free, so they want to crack down on it. But we're pretty sure we saw it on um, yeah, it was on Netflix, Netflix at some point. Ages. And now, as soon as we want to do it, they gank it off. Probably because they didn't want us to witness what we actually did witness. True. So you've watched a couple of episodes. I have forcefully watched a couple of episodes. How many? Probably about three or four. So the story goes: I was meeting up with this guy. We were going to watch an American Horror Story. It was mainly just American Horror Story. And then he was like, oh, well, we should watch Game of Thrones. And I was like, yeah, okay, random man who looks like a bug. We will watch some Game of Thrones. And then I realised this guy is the most boring person I've ever li- listened to talk about Game of Thrones. Hate my life. Watch Game of Thrones for... What the hell is wrong with humanity that they are actually watching this out of joy and not being watching it because they've been waterboarded or something? Absolutely disgusting. And what the hell? Why would they even cast someone who's under five foot tall? That little short guy is absolutely rancid. And you know what? In like the first few episodes, he gets laid as well. He's like with the ladies. And I'm not being funny, but. He's like Chicken Little all over again. He's short as well. Chicken Little six foot two. Bullshit Chicken Little six foot two. And you're apparently six foot of Chicken Little six foot two. Bullshit. Since five foot eleven. And he doesn't even want to admit it because he doesn't want to think that he's a short man. This is fake news. Um, Why is Game of Thrones as popular as it is, do you think? I don't know. I honestly, watching it, what I can remember of it and those trailers that we watched... Yeah. Nothing about it interests me. I don't enjoy dragons. I don't even like eggs very much. So dragon eggs, that sounds like literally the worst thing. Like, what, green eggs, speckly eggs. And, like, what's the worst part of a fish? The scales. Why the fuck will I want a scaly egg? I don't think dragon eggs have got scales on them. I'm pretty sure they have scales on them. That is literally the worst thing of a chicken and the worst thing of a fish combined doesn't matter megalodon versus giant squid scaly egg versus megalodon the scaly egg would win every time disgusting i literally don't know what you're talking about anymore um so i have actually thought about this as i said i still haven't watched any game of thrones but i know roughly when it aired from i think about 2010 or 2011 until earlier this year has it finished now it has finished i think it finished a few months ago so there was a period of time i think that started probably in the late 2000s up until like very recently that's been considered sort of the golden era of tv the time when tv sort of stepped up to the level of movies when you had shows like i think i've seen the sopranos creators sort of being the one that kicked the whole movement off you've got The Sopranos and you've got Mad Men and you've got Breaking Bad. You've got Orange is the New Black. Yeah, and you've got you know, Netflix originals having the same budget as a movie. And of course, you've got Game of Thrones happening at the same time as all this. You've got Toddlers and Tiaras. You've got Horrid Henry, the movie. You've got Chicken Little versus Stuart Little. Talking about TV you've got... shows. Yeah, these are all TV shows. You've well, not you heard of Horrid them? Henry, the movie. <laughs> You could have just said Horrid Henry. The TV movie. Horrid Henry, the TV show, the movie, the TV show. Little Stuart Little versus Cancer. You've got Hercules, the TV movie. 
you've got aliens that lived with humans, you've got alien swap, you've got wife swap 2.0, you've got addicted to crack the series, you've, you've got the baby documentary, the one where the woman's actually a baby, you've got look who's talking, you've got look who's talking, the American president done, edition, yeah. and you've also got Terminator. These are just a few movies that came on air, TV shows that came on air, the same time as Breaking Bad came on air, Breaking Amish came on air. Actually, Breaking Amish was actually really good. Did you ever see Breaking yeah, Amish? We saw it together, didn't we? It was so good. You done. Yeah, so anyway, it was a weird time where things had really high budget and people were really watching stuff. Yeah, so I think that's appointment TV where people would go out of their way actively to watch something and if they missed it they'd be watching it online they'd be making sure they'd watch it and people would say did you watch even this? when american horror stories yeah american first horror story i would include the walking dead as well yeah the walking dead i never liked no i, I don't like zombies zombies are just boring humans take the worst part of a human and then you've got a zombie and like in the walking dead you haven't even got like fit woody harrelson or um that um Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. The one from um Look Who's Talking To. You hadn't even got these. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even talking about Emma Stone, because Emma Stone's boring as fuck. The Walking Dead can have her. But it was a time where people were aware of TV and it became as big a cultural relevance as movies were. Yeah, it was a thing. People say, were going to watch You'd say these. to people, have you seen Breaking Bad? Or have you seen a new episode of The Walking Dead? People were talking about these. And I think it also coincides with... So the beginning of that decade of the 2000s, I suppose the late 90s, there was kind of a boom of fantasy series. You had The Lord of the Rings, followed by Harry Potter, both Star of which Trek? were huge... That's sci-fi, and that was way earlier. I don't know. Both of which were huge fantasy shows. Not Did you say Avatar? Movies. No. Avatar was around there, wasn't it? I'm talking specifically like magic and wizards and things. Oh, you've got Merlin, BBC documentary. You've also got Raven. Then you had um, The Hobbit, I suppose. All of which were huge movie franchises. And that kind of, those ending, kind of coincide with the beginning of this golden era of TV. And I think people wanted more of that fantasy. There's a certain demographic that wanted that escapism. And it just so happened that it then was on TV instead of being a movie. And I think that's sort of the core of why Game of Thrones was as popular as it was. I think it was at the right time, at the right place, and it filled a hole that we were missing, or that a certain demographic was missing. Do you know what I'm also going to say? What? I think Game of Thrones broke the rule of TV shows where you cared about a main character and they didn't die. Because Game of Thrones, no one survives, really, even a season. You grow to like characters in Game of Thrones and they're killed off without any remorse. Whereas in Breaking Bad, they don't kill off Walter White in the first season, do they? Yeah. Like, I don't know when they kill off that Hobbit person. Probably not soon enough. But, you know what I'm saying? No one lives that long on that show. And I think that breaks a lot rule of like a lot of TV shows where it's the same cast through the whole thing. It's kind of like skins, I guess. Kind but they kind of they just kill them off. Yeah. It's like that weedy little zombie boy. What's his name? That horrible little Who? anemic looking boy. Sid. No, the other one. 
Um, the really annoying one. Who's oh, what, like, the main one? The main Tony. one. It's like Tony, if Tony just got hit by a truck randomly out of nowhere. Yeah, so I think... It's weird, isn't it? I think, does it deserve the hype that it had? I mean, I guess, at the very least from what I've seen, it's competent, it's filmed as if it was a movie. It's pretty good set design. I'm sure, I'm sure the, if you're into fantasy, the writing probably scratches the itch that you're after. Do I would you... say the main thing is the set design is impressive. I mean... Like, costume design... Yeah, it looks... Location it looks setting. It looks pretty good. And it looks, like, as good a quality as you'd see in, like, a Lord of the Rings movie. Having said that, I don't want to watch it. I've no intention of watching it either. I just... It's not the kind of thing that I like. Um, which kind of makes it hard to rate it, you know, because it's... You actually haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it. It's something that I can tell is clearly, like, probably a, a good, good quality. I don't know. It's something... Stuff like that, for me specifically, I have no interest in yeah, me anything to do with that. Like, learning about Vikings and shit. Is that what they are? Are they Vikings? Um, no, I what don't What are they, so. like, witches? I don't know. What are they? Well, whatever they are, it. I'm not interested in learning about hobbits and goblins or whatever they are. Hobbits, goblins and scaly eggs. It just doesn't sound like a good time to me. But it doesn't mean that it's not, can't be respected in the same way as, I don't know, like, American Horror Story. Like, I wouldn't, although I, I liked American Horror Story back in the day... Went through a phase where I thought I was better than it. And now I actually think, you know, it's actually alright. I'm not going to hate on it because it's probably alright. It's just not anything I'm interested in. I didn't even watch Merlin growing up. No, like, did I. It just didn't interest me. Um, so how do you rate something that you just aren't interested in but a lot of people are? It's hard because in my mind I'd give it a really low weight rating based on the fact that what I've seen I don't like. But that's complete. I guess all ratings are subjective, but how subjective should you be? But then I do admit that like it's impressive. And I, that I'd it still, held an audience for what, nine seasons. I would still, seasons? in my thing of having seen it, I'd probably give it a three. Yeah, I mean in terms of how likely I am to continue consuming it, or I guess in terms of the movies to watch them again, I think it's definitely at the bottom. I'd be more likely to listen to a new Ed Sheeran album, even if just out of interest because it's part of the zeitgeist, than I would be to watch an episode of Game of Thrones, even though Game of Thrones is as much part of the zeitgeist as Ed Sheeran is. So with that in mind, what are you rating Game of Thrones out of 10? Three. A three? Yeah. That's based entirely on personal feelings yeah and when i rate something like when i rate agrees it would i although i understand people like it i don't fucking care what people like it's my opinion i don't That's like fair, it yeah it's okay like the thing is what in game of thrones people don't respect enough people aren't giving people who do the set design the costume design enough credit because that feel that tv show would be shit without it i'm not being funny that amelia clark I'm not gonna lie, she is probably a really she is a shit actress. That little short guy, Peter Dinklage. He can't do much for himself. He can save it now. It's it's the Titanic's. It's going down. His little legs aren't gonna help it push it back up. You know, you've got Jon Snow, who I don't even fucking know who he is, but he's got long hair and he looks like a fucking homeless person. We've got the woman who looks like someone who'd be called Hilda. The one that's, like, got blonde hair, who I don't know who she actually is. 
She looks quite mannish, but she looks like she'd be German and she'd be called Hilda. You know, we've got... Who else have we even got? We've got Eduardo or something, Edwin or something, who was killed, who everyone was like, oh, he's such a dick. And then when he died, they were like, oh, no, don't kill Eduardo. It's just absolutely ridiculous. It's just shit. From what I've seen, it's not interesting to me. It's boring. I don't know if there's magic in it, but I don't think magic could save it now. It didn't help Harry Potter. It didn't help Star Trek. Magic's not going to help you now, boys. Um, yeah, I think I'd give it a three as well. I have no, absolutely no interest in seeing more of it. I even exiled myself from the living room once when my flatmates were watching it. I said, I'm not going to hang around in the living room, even if I've got headphones and I don't want to be in the presence of this. Yeah, I don't want to be. It's like if someone was being racist... You wouldn't want to just hang around with them still, even if they were racist, because then you're, you know, you're in the same circle as him. You don't want to be associated with that racist. It's the same with Game of Thrones. If someone's watching Game of Thrones, you don't want to condone that kind of behaviour. You don't want to let them know it's okay to watch that. So how? So what's our final ranking for everything look like? But but bear in mind, we have actually watched some fantasy things, and we do enjoy them. Like what? Like Sabrina, we did enjoy. It was okay. Riverdale, we enjoyed. That's not fantasy. That's I don't know. Like it had, it had um, uh, gargoyles in yeah, it. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. The Ganfield experiment. That was horror. We enjoy the supernatural. I guess we don't enjoy. Yeah. We don't enjoy goblins. Yeah. We... I watched Gremlins one and two, and I enjoyed those films. So I am saying that I have got range in my spectrum of what I enjoy. I like the gremlins. I just don't like the midgets. Actually, oh, what is that film where Warwick Davis is a midget? Every film that he's in. <laughs> There's a specific one. Harry Potter? No, it's called like, it's like a witcher one. It's like Labyrinth, and then there was this one. Oh my fucking god, I cried every time at this one. It was so good. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I don't know what it was. It was just so freaking good. Okay, go on. Are you, you going to Google it? Yeah, you can just talk along amongst yourself. Okay, so um, I think my final rating for the five very disparate things we've talked about. Grease is at the top, then the Lorax, then Attack on Titan, then Ed Sheeran... And then right at the bottom is Game of Thrones sitting at a humble 3 out of 10. <gasps> Willow. I haven't seen Did that. Did you ever see Willow? No, I don't know what that I is. I have this on DVD. And no joke, I literally watch this every night. Oh my freaking God, this was so good. I have no idea what this is. It can't be that good. It's got a 50% of Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 7.3 on IMDb. Yeah. Must be pretty fucking good. By the way, it's not anything against short people. It's just something that just doesn't do me anything. Um, so what's your final ranking for so the five we, things? So we got Lorax, we got Ed Sheeran, we got Attack on Titan, we got... What the hell is this one? Grease or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Don't you... There's no even question. I hate Game of Thrones, but I hate Grease even more. Absolutely disgusting. Anything below five should just not be a thing anymore. Oh, it's just painful. I guess we'll leave it at that. That was our 10th episode special. Wow, absolutely mental. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how much of it's going to get cut out and how much dead air there was. I don't think there's a lot. It's going to be a long one, so thanks for sitting, yeah. sitting all the way through it. Um, 
So I'd like to thank the people that contributed questions. Um, Cara, Luca, Safi, Stevie and Heather. Check out Cupcakes by Luca. Check out The Rambling Bookshelf. Check out any of Stevie's shows. I believe Stevie's... At theatres near you. I believe Stevie's going to be in an upcoming production of Oliver at some point. Playing Fagan, maybe? Playing one of the ten characters that was on crack. <laughs> um... Yeah, but in all honesty, you know, sometimes we do watch things or listen to things and we have quite controversial opinions. So I don't want to offend anyone, especially not you shortens out there. You know, God accepts you probably. And, like, it's all good because, you know, that's just the way nature built us. You know, I've got short people in my blood. You've got short people in your blood. You know, respect the short people. They're not always bad. They're not always goblins. If we said something that about something that some of the some of the contributors liked, we didn't mean to offend you. We just don't like everything. So to close this out, I'm gonna tell a quick story and take it back to earlier in the year. Um I'd been making jokes for a while about wanting to be on Coast FM, saying I'd love to have a radio show. Someone said you should make your own radio show. I said, That's stupid, why would I make my own radio show? Then they said, You should make your own podcast. Thought about it and I thought who the fuck told you that? I think it was Little Tom that told me to make a podcast. I thought about it and I thought that'd be a really good idea. I think me and Molly could do a really good podcast. Um, we played around with it, came up with a name pretty quick. I drew up a logo. I didn't think we were ever going to make it happen, but we did. And now we're 10 episodes in, which is a lot further than I ever thought it would go. We've had, I think, 150 listeners in total at this point, which is more than I ever expected. We've had listeners from Hong Kong, from India, from Kenya... New Zealand, Canada, Canada, Slovakia. Slovakia. I mean, 70% of our listeners are from the UK. But that 1% from Hong Kong, you know, we're listening. We, we hear you, we see you down there. It's nice to know that people care about the podcast or listen to it. Like we found out that Saffron's mum listens to it. It's just, it gives me a warm yeah, feeling. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how she would have come across it. I I imagine Sass told her. But, like, my mum doesn't even listen to it, so it's pretty nice that someone else's mum listens to it. So, yeah, that's... Thank you for ten episodes. Um, What's your plan for episode 11? I know episode 9 was Garden State, so we're going to bounce back to another movie. Well, you know, I'm going to treat you guys. I'm going to tell you what this next episode is about. Just so you can get your little... You can get your little hearts going. You can get the pulse raising. You can polish your headphones so you don't miss a minute. Polish your headphones. You can um, start eating some um, Mexican snacks. To get you in the mood. Maybe some nachos. Maybe even your star sign is Libra. Yes, bitches. It's Nacho Libra. Which also brings us around to the fact that at the end of this month, it's my birthday. I am a Libra. Guess what says favourite food is, or one of them? It's nachos. So we're going to be doing the classic, and you bet I will definitely cry and get really passionate about this. Nacho Libra, you know, Jack Black at his finest, beautiful man, absolute legend. That's what our next episode is going to be about. But for now, thank you for listening. Thank you for not getting offended. Thank you to everyone that let me use their questions in the episode. And ciao. Go to bed. Bonus Aries, my mis amigos. The show's opening theme song, Bicycle Weather, 
as well as the closing song Even Pinker, performed by Pickle Darling. The album Bigness is available now on Z Tapes Records. You also heard extracts from the 2012 film The Lorax, Season 1, Episode 1 of Attack on Titan, The A-Team by Ed Sheeran from the album Plus, the 1979 film Grease, and the first series of Game of Thrones. Thank you.